Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions as we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. God, not everyone makes it to the manger on time. Some, like the Magi, the wise men, are late arrivals, and you have special instructions for them. Remind us on this final day of the year that it is never too late to come to you, never too late to share the burdens of our minds and our lives with you, never too late to hear your voice of truth and to live in your grace. Hear us today, O Lord, as we come to worship you. Amen. Our scripture reading, our Christmas scripture reading, comes from the gospel according to Matthew, chapter two, the first 12 verses. Listen now for God's word to you. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is this child? who has been born king of the Jews. For we observed his star in the east and have come to pay him homage. Well, when King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all of Jerusalem with him and calling together the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, 
are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the Magi and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. And then Herod sent them to Bethlehem saying, go search diligently for the child and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may go also and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen in the east until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. And on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. And then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The word of God for the people of God. The title of today's sermon is Plot Twist. <clears throat> Tonight, two years meet. We close the book on 2023. We open up a whole new world of 2024. And so right now, you and I, we find ourselves in the middle. Many of us take time to reflect on the last year and to dream about the new year. Some of us even write down some goals. How many people do this? New Year's resolutions. Just like five of us, cool, <laughs> cool, cool. Might be something to try, I don't know. <laughs> Believe it or not, the word of God that we just read instructs us, you and I, as we write goals for the new year. Look at the Magi with me. They have two explicit goals. The first goal is to find this baby born king of the Jews and to offer their gifts. That's the first goal. The second goal is to get home safely. And we meet them in the middle of those two goals. They've already accomplished the first goal. And they're about to start the second. And there's no doubt that their first goal is way harder than their second. Finding this child is harder since they don't know where they're going. They have to stop and ask directions. We know of King Herod, probably some others as well. They have to be really flexible with their time frame. They don't know how long it's gonna take. They likely had to make a lot of stops for food and water and rest that we don't hear about in the story. And so when they finally make it to Jesus, it says they are overwhelmed with joy. They're excited in part because they get to offload some of these gifts that they've been carrying along the journey. The gifts that they've had to make sure were safe and you know, the wrapping didn't come apart in transit. You know what I'm talking about? Sometimes there's some relief when the gift is delivered and it's no longer yours to take care of anymore. So when they make it to Jesus, their first goal is accomplished and they're thinking that the second goal is gonna be way easier. They already know the way home, they just can retrace their steps. They know where they can stay along the way, they know about the time that it will take them. I bet they're thinking of themselves, we can get home faster. Have you ever had that experience before? Like maybe you're going out for a hike, you know, to a lookout and back. And it takes way longer on the first half of the trek because you don't know where you're going. You gotta make stops to look at the map. Maybe you talk to some people coming back. Do you do that thing where people come towards you and you say, how much longer? They lie, you know? 
You don't know what is ahead of you, so you make more stops just to make sure you have enough energy in your reserves. But when you make it to the lookout and you turn around to face back towards the trailhead, typically you move with more ease, more comfort. You know what to expect, and a lot of times you move faster. Well, that's what these magi are expecting for their return. But, plot twist, they're warned in a dream not to return to Herod, not to go back the way they came. I wonder if at breakfast the next morning, the Magi weighed this decision. As they were pouring the second cup of coffee, I'm sure they were talking about the family and friends that they were really excited to see when they got home. There was work that was expecting them. It was a sacrifice for them to choose to go another way. They don't know if this other way, this other road is gonna be clear or what blockages are gonna be ahead. They don't know if it's safe. They don't know if there will be enough places for them to stay or water for their animals, but they have to consider their conscience. This weighs heavy on them. When they met with King Herod, they picked up on his jealousy. He was angry. It says he was frightened, but he was also angry that they were looking for another king in his region. There was only supposed to be one king, and it was supposed to be him. He was disappointed that they were planning this grand visit and these valuable gifts for someone other than him. They knew that going back would result in meeting with Herod again and that it would be dangerous for this new baby Jesus. They could imagine how Herod was plotting to eliminate the new king if only he knew their exact location. And so the Magi choose to sacrifice. Instead of retracing their steps, the route that they know, they go by another road. And even as their goal remains the same, to get home safely, their process for accomplishing that goal has completely changed. Y'all, I can relate. On Christmas Day, I had three goals. The first one was to create Christmas magic memories for my children, who are two and five. The second one was to get some rest. It's kind of a busy season, you know? And the third one that's kind of unspoken but always there is to keep everyone safe and healthy. Well, on Christmas Day, we woke up and we opened some gifts and then while the adults were in the kitchen prepping breakfast, we heard our kids yell, no, Harry! Harry is my brother's dog. I should mention he's a very beloved dog. Uh, We refer to him as our nephew. And uh, Harry had gotten one of the gingerbread cookies that we had left out for Santa. And this particular gingerbread cookie um, had been decorated by our two-year-old daughter with lots of raisins. Like more raisins that deserve to be on any cookie. So when we get in there, uh, my brother starts panicking. I didn't realize that raisins can be toxic for dogs. So he is getting Harry out, Harry's three by the way, Uh, getting Harry outside and he begins this process of trying to get the raisins out of Harry, which was not fun to watch. But we were all there with him, you know, solidarity, keeping an eye on Harry. 30 minutes and no luck. 
So then my brother and I are getting Harry in the car and we're calling around trying to find an emergency vet clinic that's open. And we found one like 30 minutes away and we drive there and they were successful. Thank God for professionals. They were successful. They checked Harry's levels. They cleared him to go back home. And when we got back home, Christmas resumed. Presents were opened, rest happened in the late afternoon. All of our goals were accomplished but the plan for accomplishing the goals had to bend because Harry needed us. We had to bend how we accomplish our goals in order to care for him. Y'all, this is what the Magi do. They set the goals, but then they bend as needed. And there is an unspoken goal for them too. It's to keep themselves safe and to protect this child. I'm wondering if you and I are willing to do the same, to make an inconvenient choice in order to care for someone else, specifically for the five of us that are setting New Year goals. <laughs> I wonder who among us who have set these goals sound like this. You know how they preach, you preach to yourself? This is me. Uh, get in shape dry January, meet a professional milestone, save X amount of money. Does anybody else's goal sound something like that, you know? Those are all great goals, but I'm wondering if we can add one more in light of the holy instruction today. If we could add a goal that benefits the greater community, something like check on a neighbor or set a higher amount that you could give to the church next year or give to a charity that you care about or read at a local school. It's food for thought for your coffee with the Magi. And I wanna acknowledge that there are caregivers among us, uh, those among us who have New Year's goals, but they are all for the benefit of someone else. I wanna acknowledge there are people in this room for whom your goals sound like this. Um, help move mom and dad into assisted living, save money so that Sammy gets to play baseball in the league he wants to next year. If that's your list where all of your goals are actually for someone else, I want you to add one that's just for you. Like get outside and feel the sunshine or buy that vinyl that will bring you lots of joy or maybe start a plan to read more scripture so that you're getting to hear how beloved you are in God's eyes. As a staff, we sit down together three times a year and we set goals together as a team. And it's helpful to do it that way because then we can mirror back to one another where, what we're missing. You know, each one of us can lean too much caregiving for others that we sacrifice ourselves. I'm making some eye contact right now. Or we can lean the other way where we're not necessarily paying attention to the people around us as we set our particular goals. And so we do this three times a year as a team. And on our team at Downtown Church, this may not surprise you, uh, people tend to bend too much for the organization. So much so that they might neglect some of their own needs. And so one team member sometime in the last year said, I'm gonna mandate that everyone has to set a goal that is for themselves, caring for themselves. So it's something like this, like get out of town for a week. Some people call that vacation. That's, we call it get out of town. 
Uh, for another, it's a creative outlet to get them out of the logistics. For another person, it's collecting shark's teeth at the beach. It's something that we as a team can hold them accountable to. It's helpful to share your goals with someone else so that they can support you in them, so they can mirror back what you might be missing. One of the main reasons I believe in the work of the church, not just following Jesus on your own, but the call to do it as a community is that it puts us on a team. We are charged to care for one another. We're given lots of opportunities to take care of one another. So as you're writing your 2024 goals, which I know so many more of us are gonna do today, I wonder if you can think about the greater team. What can I do with my gifts for the greater team? And what can the greater team, Jesus team, do to help me? I was reminded of the importance of a team this week when I was watching football with my son. They were doing a special on Peter Wark. Peter Wark uh, was a, a phenomenal player in the 1990s for Florida State University. And they were showing highlights, reels of him playing. And he's phenomenal. I could watch him all day. You get the ball in his hands and he can outrun, outpivot any defense to get the ball in the end zone. And they told this story about how Wark was being drafted to the NFL and he had one more year that he could play at FSU, but it was you know, common sense that he was going to take one of these big tickets to play in the big leagues. All of these agents were in his ear, everybody trying to outdo one another to get him. And it was a few minutes before he was supposed to take the podium and declare his plans, his team for the next year. And he said he didn't know what he was gonna do, even moments before coming out. He comes out in front of the podium, takes the mic, and he finds in the crowd his teammates and his coaches from FSU, and he says, let's ride. One more year, he chose to play with them. He chose his team over his personal pursuits. He just bent that goal for a little while, but because he did, FSU went on to win a national championship. And he inspired this motto for the team for the next year. They put it everywhere, not about me. They put the team first. And what did they get out of it? A national championship. That's the plot twist, y'all. We get something out of putting the team first. Wart got something out of this inconvenient choice for one year. And the Magi get something out of it too. Not only did they make it home, they got a Lord and Savior. And we do too, because of them, because of the inconvenient choice that they made that day to go another way. So tonight, when two years meet, I hope you'll be inspired by the Magi by the instruction of our holy word, I hope you'll ask yourselves, how can I, how can I inconvenience myself for the benefit of somebody else? And not just those of us sitting in the warmth of this room today, but those we don't even know yet. Like the person who's charging their phone outside the public library or the homebound or the child who doesn't believe they have a future. We, like the Magi, have been given gifts, entrusted to our care, and we have this responsibility as we follow Jesus to use our gifts, our minds, our lives to care for one another.
And who knows what God will do. Amen. It ain't no use to sit and wonder why If you don't know by now And it ain't no use to sit and wonder why It will never do somehow When your rooster crows at the break of dawn Look out your window And now be gone You're the reason I'm traveling on Don't think twice It's alright It ain't no use in turning on your light I've never known And it ain't no use in turning on your lights I'm on the dark side of the road I wish there was something you would do or say Have me change my mind that I could stay We never did much talking anyway So don't think twice, it's alright And it ain't no use in calling out my name Like you never done before and it ain't no use in calling out my name I can't hear it anymore And I'm a-thinking and a-wondering Walking down the road I once loved a woman, a child, I'm told I gave her my heart and she wanted my soul Don't think twice, it's alright So long, honey baby Where I'm bound, I can't tell Goodbye's too good a word, baby So I'll just say fairly well I ain't saying that you're treating me unkind You could have done better But I don't mind You just kind of Wasting my precious time So don't think twice It's alright
May we inconvenience ourselves just a little. For the greater good, may we trust God with what God will do with it. And as you go from this place, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the interruption of that Holy Spirit may it be with you and with all those you love and with all those nobody loves. Go in God's peace. Amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.